Welcome to Be My Guest with your hostess, Charlotte Cosden. Be My Guest is an innovative, informative program that will familiarize you with local ministries or businesses as a means of serving our listening audience, as well as give the directors of these worth-mentioning services the opportunity to answer your related questions. And now, here's Charlotte. And a good afternoon to you. This is Charlotte Cosden, and you're on the Be My Guest broadcast. We have a very special guest with us today. We've been talking about him all week long. He is a... Primarily, he is a um, HR consultant and also an author of How to Build Kingdom-Minded Organizations. His name is Mark A. Griffin, and we'd like to give you a warm welcome, Mark Griffin. Well, thank you, Charlotte. I'm so excited to be here today to provide some encouragement to your listeners. Um, just very excited. Yes. All right, now let's talk a little bit about your bio, maybe your family life and maybe your schooling, if you don't sure, mind. Sure, I'd love to. Sure. Um, I've been blessed to be married to my wife, uh, Gail, for 26 years. We, yes. we have two wonderful children, uh, Adam and Emily. Adam is an IT professional. He lives in, in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Then Emily's a high school student, and uh, she lives with Gail and I in, in Mannheim Township, which is right there in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, we love being outdoors. We love traveling together as a family. We try to spend as much time together as we can uh, on the weekends and the holidays. And my wife's an oncology nurse, and she's been working in uh, radiation oncology now for about eight years. And it's a, it's, wow. it's a great role for her to, to help uh, minister to people as well. Yes. Okay. Now, um, can you name the book and give us a brief description of it uh, for those who maybe missed our promos throughout the week, Mark? Sure. The name of the book is How to Build Kingdom-Minded Organizations, and I have a tagline to it. And the tagline is simply, good news for tumultuous times, giving your employees a hope and a future in this upside-down world. Wow. That's good. <laughs> that says a lot. Yes. You know? covers a lot so but why this title why this title yeah. well you, you know i've worked in human resources for over 20 years okay uh, i've been blessed to work in large companies like quaker oats and merck and uh, -huh. uh spent the last seven years though working for christian owned organizations and i've learned a lot about people and i've learned a lot about myself and my walk with christ and one thing's for sure today, this morning, when everybody woke up and they went off and they headed off to work, that we really are living in tumultuous times. Yes. We have absolute turmoil in our politics, in our economics, in our family lives, in, in our churches. And I wanted to provide a guiding light to Christian business owners so that they can be the salt and light to their employees in the workplace. Wow. Okay. And you do speak a lot about sharing Christ in the workplace, wouldn't you say? I, I do. And, and, and what's in my heart and the, and the real reason in writing the book is to give encouragement to Christian business owners because they're afraid. They're, they're afraid to be outward in their faith. Mm -hmm. Why do you think they're afraid? Well, they're afraid because we've become so politically polarized and, and frightened and there's no shame in sharing your faith when you don't push the, your, your, your faith on other people. There's ways to do it in a way that fits your culture, fits your organization, and fits your heart. You know, 
nobody the, the statistics showed nobody goes to to, to church anymore Mo, most exactly. uh, as high as like 58 percent of people are not going to church mm -hmm. each week uh christian business owners have a captive audience of employees that need them maybe yeah. the only stability they have is mm -hmm. the workplace okay now um how can we secure a copy of your book in case somebody has to leave? You know, sometimes with radio, Mark, sure, they take off and well, we'd hate to see them go idea. and take off. But if they want to secure a copy, it's real easy. They can go to kingdommindedorganizations.com. It's simply kingdommindedorganizations.com. There's a page about my book and my bio and a click to buy button, or they could go to amazon.com and just type in the search. Kingdom, Kingdom-minded organizations, and my book should come up right uh, number one in the returns. Okay. Now, the major three points, I have read your book, like I told you earlier today. Thank you. I read probably 95% of it, and I skimmed the last chapter, so. Sure. But anyway, the major three points that you make in your book, Mark, is mission, vision, and core values. And I want to break that down, if you don't mind, because a lot of people think that vision is mission. Sure. But why don't you describe that? I like the way you described it Sure. Uh, in your book. Well, the, the mission is really what you do every day and, 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 and how you do it and what okay. the goal of the organization is. Mm -hmm. And it's important for business owners to have a mission. It's important that the employees know what the mission is. Most people want to come to work and do a really good job. And when they know what the mission is of the organization, they want to come in and do a great job and do, do well for the business owners. But when a mission isn't shared, it, it, it's bad news for the employees. A vision is a little bit different. A vision is where you want to be in five years. Yeah. Where, where do you want to go as an organization? Vision should create excitement for people. When people are part of a vision, they do fabulous things for organizations. And values is simply what's of value to the organization how do they treat each other what's the culture what would the neighbors of employees say about those employees when they're not working or do they have integrity are they trustworthy um, all those values are really important that they're shared collectively with all the employees and the employees are part of creating them yes okay so in our case it would be our listeners yes right okay all right. Now, you seem to place an emphasis on employees in your book. Tell me about that. A absolutely. Employees are, are so important to any organization. And I think what I've discovered in the last 10 years of just listening to employees is how difficult it is to just go to work every day for employees. They're, again, as I said earlier in the show, we're living in difficult times, mm -hmm. and employees need to know that there's a hope and a future in the company that they're working for, and that's why it's so important to be goal-oriented and mission-oriented and, and vision-oriented so the employee knows that there's a future with the company. Yes, so it adds a little spice of life. Yes, it does. Uh, rather than just getting a paycheck. Exactly, right? exactly. And mo yeah. mo most... I know you're needed. They, you're needed. No, you, that's right. Most, again, most people want to come in and do a really good job. Yes. But what I've discovered is we, we really, as a country, have a lack of leadership mm -hmm. leading people in the workplace. Yes. You know, when I, when I grew up, I, I was a Boy Scout, and I demonstrated skills, and they made me a leader. And they developed those leadership skills. And then, 
I graduated high school and went off to the military, demonstrated the leadership skills again, got trained around leadership, mm-hmm. not management, but how to be a leader. Mm-hmm. And when you look out across our society now, we don't have a lot of bench strength build up for leadership because young boys, young women aren't in those programs anymore. So they're not developing those leadership skills. So we really need business leaders to be business leaders and help develop the future of this country. Exactly. Okay, now, if you are just tuning in, this is Charlotte Costin, and you're on the Be My Guest broadcast, and I have been interviewing uh, our guest today. He is an HR consultant and also the author of How to Build Kingdom-Minded Organizations, and his name is Mark A. Griffin. So stay tuned. We're going to tell you how to get a copy of his book and call a friend right about now and have them tune in as well. And I just want to add that his dynamic new book provides uh, Christian inspiration, when you say, Mark, yes. for business leaders and professionals. So it's good if you own your own business or maybe you're about to. Yes. You know, or ministry. Or, or ministry. It's, it's written for many, many of my clients. Yes. Are uh, nonprofit organizations, and I help them develop their mission, their vision, and their values as well. So it is highly applicable to nonprofits as well. Yes. All right. Now, uh, why don't we give your website again, just in case somebody's sure. just joining us? If you're in- interested in the book, you can go to kingdommindedorganizations.com or again, go to amazon.com and put in the search kingdom minded organizations. You're also welcome to visit my website, which is simply in his name, hr.com. Yes. And there we have plenty of information for your listeners to, to read and learn more about my services. Okay. Now, I know that you mentioned um, on page 49 of your book, Mark, uh, some of the necessary things to include in an employee handbook how to build kingdom-minded organizations. So tell us about those things on page 49, if you wouldn't mind sharing with our radio listening audience. No no problem. Um, Whenever you create your mission, vision, and values, uh, what I've found is if you don't include those mission and vision and values across a variety of different communication points, Mm -hmm. people tend to forget about them. Uh, They don't pay a lot of attention to it. But when you integrate those mission, vision, and values into items, it becomes very important and ingrained into the culture. So the first thing is to always integrate your mission, vision, and values into your handbook. It should be the first page of your handbook. As soon as you turn the page over, uh, employees or new employees see the mission, vision, and value, and they know that it's something important for your organization. So you can't follow that mission or vision unless you know what it is. Exactly. And then we always write the the handbook around the tone of what the mission, vision, and values are. I'm not a real big believer on strict rules. I mean, people need to know the name of the game when they come to work. But when you list out your values in the front of the handbook, you can refer to those as workplace principles. And that many times is enough not to list really harsh rules, but to Mm -hmm. explain what it is 
that's expected in the organization. Yes, and I noticed that you listed some of the practical things we can do with so, our ministries or businesses. Absolutely. Some of the practical things that you can do with your mission, vision, and values is include it on your website. Put it as a tab on your website. Create a PDF so people can download it on your website. Uh, put it right in front and center in your lobby so when people come to visit, they can take a mission, vision, value, maybe on a rack card. Uh, they can take it away from uh, the organization. Put it in marketing materials. Many organizations, when they ship products, mm -hmm. include that mission, vision, values in the product itself so the customer gets it. Uh, the reverse side of, of the business cards, put your, your values, or if you can fit your mission and vision, include that as well. So there there's a variety of different ways to share that out so that you can continue to get that information out to people and it doesn't get it doesn't get forgotten okay mark how uh would you say from all of your expertise how can an employee honor his i mean an employer honor his or her employees i think the the best way to honor your employees is to run your business in a way that's profitable and can 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 provide provision for the employees so that they can support their communities and then that trickles out into the state and it trickles out in, in, into the United States. So it goes way beyond, when you say profitable, it goes way beyond money. Yes, it goes way beyond money, but God wants us to be prosperous. Yes. He, he does. He, he wants us to, to grow our business, to have provision, to pay our employees, to grow wealth so that we can grow, help grow the churches in the community and grow the kingdom. So uh, provision and, and profit is not a dirty word. Mm -hmm. Not focusing on it and, and not uh, managing it is wrong. We need to make sure that we continue to grow the businesses to help secure our, our employees' families. We have families that are relying on companies for, for provision. Okay. Now, um, when God blesses us, for being obedient. How can a business owner keep from pride? You know, there's a verse that reminds me of uh, not forgetting who gave us the power to make wealth. Isn't there, Mark? There, 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 is, a, there, there is a verse, and um, it's, it's a wonderful verse, and it reminds me oftentimes when I, I meet with uh, some of my clients that are from the plain community mm -hmm. and, and they do get excited and they, they have a tinge of pridefulness, but they're very quick at, at drawing back on it and, and thanking the Lord. Uh, but I also know um, evangelical Christians as well that become a little bit prideful and all of a sudden they, they, they need to turn it down a little bit. And, and most do. Um, but it's a tough balancing act. I mean, I'm proud of my book. I'm proud that the Lord's instilled the information in me and I'm sharing it. Um, so it's a, it's, it's a tough line bef between being prideful about it and being arrogant about it. Uh, there, there, there are ways to present yourself correctly to people. Yes. I think the balanced line is servanthood, wouldn't yes. you say? Yes. You're serving the people. Be a servant leader, correct. Yeah, exactly. All right. So now, um, let me ask you something else, Mark. Uh, do you believe that good standing employees deserve more than fair wages. I noticed that you emphasize that in your book. I do believe employees deserve a fair wage. 
I do believe many employees get uh, cheated. Uh, I believe there's Christian business owners that cheat employees, um, and it's sad, and I, I don't agree with it, and I won't work with organizations that do that. I, I think employees should be treated fairly because at the end of the day, the business owner and the employee are working for the same person. They're working for God. I mean, the Bible clearly says do all things unto the Lord. So we're working for God, who is the greatest boss. So we should treat all people fairly, consistently, and and reward our high achievers. Mm -hmm. Give them a little bit more money. Give them a little bit more security. Raise the, the bar up so that the company can be prosperous. Yes. Okay. It also serves as a means of encouragement yes in the workplace wouldn't you say I would say so mm -hmm. yes it's it's always good to reward your your achievers okay now who should purchase uh, how to build kingdom-minded organizations you know I think anybody in the in uh, that's a Christian business leader okay. that has influence o o over people uh, will benefit uh, from it dramatically folks in nonprofit uh, mm -hmm. leadership as well but quite frankly, I've had Christians working in secular organizations that have bought the book out of just sheer excitement to understand what could be the possibility in Christian-owned organizations. So the book really is for everybody, yes. and uh, it, it takes on a different meaning for different people reading it. Even board members. Uh, oh, board members, absolutely. It's huge for, mm -hmm. bo for board members. Pastors, yes. I've had many pastors read it that have mm -hmm. led to pastors reading it and then saying, hey, Mark, I want you to come present to our business owners in our congregation. Mm -hmm. So I have a presentation that I can go in and meet with the business owners for about an hour and a half well, and go a little bit deeper on how to build a kingdom-minded organization. Okay. Now, if somebody would like you to do that, Mark, they would like you to come to their church. They can um, go on your website, right? They can go right on my website. In There's his name, hr.com. In right? his name, hr.com. Or they can contact you directly. They can contact me directly. They can just simply call 717-572-2183. Okay. And that's a direct number to me. And uh, I have no problem taking calls from, from anybody. All right. Now, um, we can also purchase the book on Amazon, you said, dot com. That's and there correct. there is a place designated to leave feedback. I like that. Feedback is always yeah. appreciated. I know. Thank yeah. you. So when we do our ladies' seminars, we say, in the future, I would recommend. So we need to be open to that as yes, well. Yes, that's right. You know, but the most helpful aspect of this course was. Exactly. So that's really given opportunity. It is. Right. It is. And the feedback is helpful. Um, I'm actually in the process of writing another book. So I'm looking at the feedback and that gives me inspiration of, you know, where's the Holy Spirit leading me to write the next book? What, who's going to be the focus? And it probably will be a book uh, more for all, all Christians, not just um, Christians in business. I see. Okay. All right. Now, let's say we don't cover something today and there's somebody out there listening, Mark, and they're saying, oh, I wished she had asked that question. Um, and can we, they can contact you directly. They can contact me. Either uh, phone, website. Phone, website. Email. E email is right there on the, on the webpage. Uh, I have a, 
a contact button on the website. You right. can sign up for blog updates, which is a wonderful way to keep okay. in communication. I, I have wonderful series uh, that, that I present, and that also puts you into contact with other people. There's a lot of discussions around my work, and folks ask questions, and then they can communicate on the blogs. Okay. And it's interesting how you minister to Christians in the workplace, you know, but also that you had 20 years in the corporate world, you know. It's been an amazing journey. It, it, yeah. it, it really has. I, I, I really left the corporate world working for big secular companies because, mm-hmm. quite frankly, and it, it's, it's in my book, I, it was hard for me to be a Christian and be in human resources in a secular company. Because there's too many things Mm -hmm. that I didn't agree with that weren't biblical that I was forced to accept. And Mm -hmm. I I just couldn't look the other way on some of the certain sinful things that occur, Mm -hmm. uh, behaviors that occur that just aren't appropriate for Christian people. Integrity uh, and just sin and Mm -hmm. accepting sin and stripping away Christ from Christmas and making everything a holiday party and... Um, it, it just hurt me. I, I couldn't do it. So I, I made the decision. My family was supportive to say, we're not going to work for big secular companies. We're going to work for Christian-owned organizations. And wow. that's where God led me. So I've been God blessed. God using you. Okay. All right. So you can check out uh, Mark Griffin today at www dot in his name hr.com in case you miss that jot it down right about now www.inhisnamehr.com now um want to talk a little bit toward the end of your book like i told you i skimmed that sure. end of the book there and um you talked a lot about training and development how important would you say that is in the workplace training and development is extremely important and it's probably the first thing that the business owners stop doing when the economy turns sour Uh, they don't have the money they don't have the finances but there's an incredible amount of opportunities out there to train and develop people without spending a lot of money Mm -hmm. there's webinars uh, there's self-assessment tools. Uh, there's local uh, chamber of commerce events. There's a variety of things. But uh, if you want it, if you want to be competitive, if you want to grow your organization, you, you really need to train and develop your people. Absolutely, positively. Not just hand out that handbook. No, no. <laughs> train and develop. Train and develop. So that has to be at the heart of it. Yes. You know? And I mean, for some people, it's just a natural for whatever they do. It's a gift sure. from the Lord, you know. It Mark? is. You're but right. They still need training on how you want it done. That's part of leadership. A leader can't expect them to be a mind reader. No. And say this is how I think you might want it done, but this is how you want it done. Exactly. Right. So you can't submit to that authority of leadership in the workplace. No. Right? Even yeah, in yeah. the church. The pastor you're, has to make that vision known and that mission they have known. To know, they have to be a great communicator, and they have to get the buy-in. They have to create the energy. Mm-hmm. And, and oftentimes what I find is the good widget makers get promoted to, into supervision ranks. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily the best way to do things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the best employees that can produce and do very well for the company can't lead people. They just don't have... It's not their forte. It's not mm-hmm. their personality. Right. 
and then they fall victim to not being a good supervisor. That's why I like to do assessment tools on leaders. Okay. I, I do the Myers-Briggs. I'm a practitioner in the Myers-Briggs, mm -hmm. and that's usually one of the first steps I do with leadership teams is I do some personality testing across all the leaders. And oftentimes what you find is you go into a group and there's 12 leaders, two out of the 12 might not be suited to be in an executive or a managerial level position, but they were led to those roles out of circumstances. I see. Okay. All right. We still have some time left. Anything on your heart today that you want to share with us? We still have a few minutes. Sure. I think um, to, to your listeners out there that uh, might be in a, in a position or they might have just lost their job or they know of people that are, are out of work, uh, that they, they need to be a little courageous and they need to step up a little bit and, and do some self-discovery. Uh, this is a, a topic a little bit off away from the book, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I do a lot of Christian career coaching with people. Mm -hmm. And I think when folks rely on the Lord and they focus on the Lord and they get into the word a little bit and they start focusing on themselves and their relationship with the Lord, a lot of revelation comes to them and they can have a great career through discovery of what's next for them. I've, I've witnessed some amazing things with people that have lost their jobs and most people would look at them and say, why aren't they discouraged? Why, you know, why, why aren't they just giving up? But they keep at it and they wake up every morning and they're hopeful and they're, they're full of, uh, of the Holy Spirit. And they move forward and they connect with the right people and they develop maybe a personal mission and a pers personal vision. And they set out, they get some help and they find their way and they ultimately end up in the right career. So, you know, just because we're in the, in the worst economy in the history of the world doesn't mean that you can't be prosperous. There is a hope and a future for you, but rely on the Lord to get yourself through that. Exactly. Okay. Now, Mark, in wrapping it up, let's remind our listeners to secure a copy of your much-needed book. And even if they're not a business owner, who else could glean from this book, would you say? Definitely pastors, yep. uh, executive uh, staff at churches, uh, directors, leaders of nonprofit organizations, or, or uh, many people that have enjoyed the book, as well as board members and chairman of, of, of the boards, uh, different group leaders for Christian business organizations um, would benefit from the book, uh, using it as a study guide for maybe a group of business people in their community. Um, there's a variety of folks that would benefit from the book. Okay. I would agree with that, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay. I want to thank you so much for coming on the broadcast today. You have to come back again. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed my visit here today. Yes. Okay. So get a copy of that book, How to Build Kingdom-Minded Organizations by Mark A. Griffin. You can go online and in his name, hr.com. And be sure to tune in again next week at the same time. The ladies of the Horace Sorority of the Christian Academy host as a fundraiser to benefit the Christian Academy a yard sale every June after school ends. The Horace Sorority ladies are a group of TCA mothers, grandmothers, and many of whom have been working for that school since the school was founded in 1951. Now... 
Um, we're going to give you Doris Pope's number. Jot it down if you want a table there. 610-543-3856. 610-543-3856. And then join us again next week at the same time. It's a multi-family yard sale Saturday, June 16th. Jot it down. 8 to 1 at the Gray Street entrance in Brookhaven, Pennsylvania of the Christian Academy. There are indoor and outdoor spots, tables available for $25. Give Doris Pope Pope a call at 610-543-3856, and it's going to be rain or shine. So come on out. We hope you will support this ministry. Come that day to shop and enjoy snacks and refreshments at the Christian Academy, June 16th. And for now, I'm Charlotte Cosden. I'd like to thank you for being our guest. We're so glad that you tuned in today to Be My Guest. If you're the director of a local ministry or proprietor of a business in the tri-state area and you would like to be our guest on a live interview, contact Charlotte by calling 610-872-8861 for more details. That number again is 872-8861.